Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Oh, it's starting. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Grab your popcorn. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we need some like dramatic intro music. Uh, Yeah, this is a huge mile marker for us. Yeah. We did a whole year. So this is going to sound stupid, but like, I don't know what I've done for a whole year. I have certainly (laughs) not managed certain relationships past (laughs) (laughs) the three months apart. Yeah, because... I don't know hobbies that I've held on for a year. like And like consistently too. Yeah. Like every week, except <laughs> for a two week break. Yeah, seriously. Sorry, readers. We're going to be patting wow. ourselves on the back for this entire episode. Yeah. I, it's more like, um, uh, less patting on the back and more of that, like, I didn't know you had that. Yes, that exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. How, like, how did we, how? Yeah. <laughs> the like, uh, kind of emotionally distant dad who's like kid makes the you know junior varsity team for the first time and he's like wow okay that's that's how i feel about this (laughs) i can't even finish tv shows like yeah me either (laughs) yeah but we we finished a year Mm -hmm. and we have some awards to give out we have some things we learned some highlights and some things to come (laughs) oh god katie you (laughs) child my brain it was a visual train crash that's what got I was you. like the only word that's going to come out is laughter oh my god ah yeah um highlights in awards in yeah because we were talking about it a little bit but the uh goodreads book awards for this year were disappointing like, yeah they were mid as fuck I, so i looked at them like as they were getting votes mm. so i didn't see who i assume the fourth wing yeah won the f- yeah I can't. It wasn't even like necessarily disappointing because of that one either, but I just feel like there weren't that many books that came out this year that were like good. Yeah. I felt last year there was a lot of good books. Yeah. Uh, like Daughter of the Moon Goddess, I think, mm-hmm. was was on the list last year, and I loved that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what else came out, but uh, I want to look really quick. Stardust Thief was also a 2022 winner. That's why oh, we picked it. Was. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, 2022 winners. It was nice, though, I will say, for this year, they added romanticy is a subsection, but I feel like it also kind of I, I have confused me. <laughs> I have beef with romanticy as a genre, not because mm. I dislike it, but I feel like it gets mixed in with, like, dark smut. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of dark smut that should probably just be called erotica. Yes, 100%. Like, that's not romanticy. Like, Crown Duel, I would say, is romanticy. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the books we read are romanticy. Mm -hmm. Frankly, yeah. But yeah, 2022 had a bunch of, like, big hitters because there was House of Sky and Breath, which is the Crescent City one, which... Oh, a Sarah Mass book on a Goodreads Choice Award list. Yeah, but there was some other ones. So, like, um, The Atlas Six by Olive Blake. Olive? Olivia? (laughs) No. Really? (laughs) Am I high? I-O-L-I-V-I-E. Oh. Well, I'm an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I don't know how to pronounce it, so Olivia... Olive or Olive? Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, but that was on there. And then um, Jennifer Armentrout was on there, Daughter of the Moon Goddess, um, The Golden Enclaves by Naomi, Naomi Novik, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. books, Nettle and Bone, um, T. Kingfisher, A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. That was a great book if you didn't read it. Um, the Stardust Thief was on there. Yeah, there were some big hitters. But then this year was just like, meh. Like, I feel like the only one really of consequence was the fourth wing, and we did not enjoy that. That was not a, that was not something enjoyed. Oh, I will say Hellbent by Leah Bardago, Bardugo, Yeah, but you didn't like that one, right? No, I loved Hellbent. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it the second book that you reviewed that you were less, there was one that you, I thought you talked about that you weren't too oh, impressed with. Um, it was her adult urban fantasy something that she wrote. Or maybe it was Holly Black wrote. 
Someone oh, wrote, I think it was a Holly Black book. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know it one. I get those confused yeah. too in my head. But Hellbent was really good. That was the Secret Society one at mm-hmm. Yale. That was a good one. I guess V.E. Schwab wrote a new book, and I didn't know about it, but that was on there, so it's fair. But everything else was kind of like, I don't know. I don't even know these books. Like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't recognize any of the names. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed. So we're doing our own. Yeah. <laughs> We're overriding all of that. <laughs> yes. With books that some some of them came out 20 years ago. So, Oh, that is true. Or more, actually. Yeah. Because I kind of forgot that the Goodreads Awards, it has to be out that, yeah, that year. It's, and that makes more sense. So, yeah. Just be better next year, I guess. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Bro. <laughs> be better next year. <laughs> but before we get into our, our personal awards. Yeah. Uh, things we learned after a whole year of doing this. Yeah, because there was some lessons that needed to be learned. <laughs> um, I will say, we don't actually have this on our list to talk about, but we attempted several times to branch out into different like avenues of apps and like platforms. Yeah. Like Fable, was that Fable's yep, thing? Yep, that, that didn't work. <laughs> nope. Um, we, did, we did YouTube, and YouTube might come back for us. We'll yeah. see. Uh, yeah. It's just so much work. Yeah. Um, we tried a few other things, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> threads um, in... I still attempt to sometimes go on there, but I, I have my old person moment and I really don't understand how it works. <laughs> like I really, I, I fumble the bag, fumble the bag. I think it's fumbled the ball. Isn't uh, it? That was your older person oh, moment. Oh my God. No, that was a Katie moment is what that That's was. That's fair. It's a Gen Z, you know, to fumble the bag is you like miss out on your payday. Uh, is that really a thing? Yeah, fumble the oh, bag. Oh, now I feel so <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine. Generational differences See, are also what we learned in the year of podcasting. <laughs> See, that was a lesson I feel like I learned in the last year is um, any like TikTok audio, I cannot like talk about and assume that you will know. <laughs> just, just assume that I don't know yeah, it. Yeah, but it does make like a fun Easter egg that you're like, yeah, that's a weird thing to say, but okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my lessons this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably a controversial take because we were just discussing this is yeah. that um, after we reviewed The Stardust Thief, we kind of were on the train of not committing to books we have, like authors we were unfamiliar with mm-hmm. and, yeah. and like brand new books because it was such a slog to get through The Stardust Thief. Yeah. Because yeah. we kind of relegated those to picks of the week and I feel like that was a good decision mm-hmm. to, yeah, because there's only so long that you can talk about bad books. <laughs> well, and even books that you like initially, like Akatar and Akamaf, mm-hmm. like on the second read through and like, uh, looking at it a little bit deeper with more analysis. Yeah. Not that we're doing a lot of analysis aside from just like, <laughs> yeah. this sucked or this, this, we loved it. Like, yeah, basically, that's the analysis yeah. happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to, we might be a little more adventurous next uh, season. Yeah. I feel like next season, some of the stuff we have lined up is like uh, diverse because I feel like we have a couple sapphic romances that are yeah we do know, maybe and then um, we also have the one that you did for a pick of the week that's gonna be to snatch a duke oh um, that's not right a lady for a duke there it is <laughs> um, yeah because I didn't uh-huh. read that one yet oh wait I, I think it you... came up as a we talked about it oh as we should do it okay yeah mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we got a little bit yeah. of diversity but it's like safe diversity like <laughs> <laughs> we're not going out of the genre too no. far. No. <laughs> Yeah. And then um, also talking about safe spaces. Um, um, oh, dear. <laughs> I feel like we also learned that. Um, <sighs> I feel myself getting overheated <laughs> just remembering this episode. Yeah, I think monster romance smut is uh, maybe on the far edge of our comfort zone on the edge that we don't 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 exceed <laughs> like that's on the never that's on the other side never again <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 it's one of those things that like if you like it totally like props to you and if you can talk about it to the public like i your brass balls are like fucking shining size <laughs> I think I killed Katie on that one. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, We're here. Oh, yeah, your monster balls. Are- <laughs> Sorry, I cried. I can do it. You can. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um. <laughs> apparently, you know, I thought I was pretty, you know, like forward and hip about, you know, talking about 
the the smutty things, but um, apparently I am just as Victorian proper lady as Jordan. <laughs> to monster romance. Ah, uh, yeah. So we will just leave that on the Kindle. You know, if that's your can of worms, um, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Got to bring it back. Cute. I'm gonna make it a thing. But um, but yeah, we did find something new that we liked. K-dramas. Oh, that is true. Um, <laughs> I feel like I became a convert in the span of three months, and that's all I watch now is just K-dramas. A hundred percent. But like reviewing them like we do books, mm-hmm. like Crash Landing on You was so much fun. And I think it was. it's because they're structured like our books are. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you get uh, a lot more character development in K-dramas than in just like regular like US TV shows. Yeah, because they're like an hour and 10 minutes an episode. That and there's true. typically like 16 to 20 episodes. Yeah, they're fucking undertaking. But it's an undertaking you enjoy. And then you realize where all your time is gone when you finish one of those shows in like three days. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's crazy. Like we come into the office and you're already like eight K-dramas into the future from where we left off when I last talked to you about it. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's more like like awe-inspiring because I also know that you're like pelotoning as you're watching these. And I'm like, oh, that's why she weighs like 45 pounds. That makes sense. Okay. But we're going to be doing some more K-dramas. Yes. Just because it, it's all the tropes that we like. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we are going to talk about some specifically more violent ones. That sounds bad. Um, more violent K-dramas. Uh, well, yes. Uh, but K-dramas that might appeal to people who if you didn't like crash landing on you you might like the ones that we're going to talk about Stuff that you could probably watch with a partner who's probably not into the super cliche tropey like every k-drama with an umbrella scene or a wrist grab (laughs) scene or a childhood trauma scene like that's true we'll we'll touch on some that are a little bit more like audience neutral i guess that's fair yeah or like a more universal or yeah yeah, yeah. And then uh, the finally, single finally. Most, <laughs> the most important lesson. Uh, yeah. Raisin liquor is not to be ingested. <laughs> it is not. I don't know what fruit. Lychee. It was lychee. It just tasted like raisins. Oh, that's true. Yeah. N- no. Just, <laughs> just say no to drugs, kid. <laughs> that was. I felt violated. That was. You know what I mean, though? <laughs> Like in the monster. Room. Yeah, those are on the same level. That like lychee liquor That's and probably- romance smut uh, monster dick. <laughs> I no. It's probably how Rob felt though reading Twilight because that was the episode was the. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at least we gave him Twilight. You know what I mean? Like we could give him something really mean, but we gave him Twilight. That's fair. Like it, at least it was like written well. He would argue that it's not. I. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean objectively speaking compared to it's, uh, it's written in a readable <laughs> manner that's fair that's fair i'll accept that shifting into highlights though we're gonna force rob to uh do it again yeah <laughs> so we have another book that also got turned into a movie that is kind of like a pop culture what do you call it like a staple Cultural touchstone yeah in that variety of the you know 2010s in our uh, genre yeah. Um, well, kind of a little outside of our genre, because you don't quite... That's true. Because it's not sci-fi, but dystopian. Dystopian, yep. yeah. And if you don't know which book we're talking about yet, uh, there's no hope for you. I Yeah, there's no way you haven't guessed at this point. And everybody's there, like, oh my God, I haven't guessed. But. There's like one of two <laughs> options here, so... Frankly, yeah. So that's a highlight, was, was having Rob on the episode. And he brought some interesting perspectives, some stuff that gave, like, gave us some things to talk about, mm-hmm. some new... New ideas. Yeah, because I feel like uh, that was kind of the catalyst for us actually taking a deeper look at some of these fantasy romance and uh, maybe looking at some of the red flags that we normally would have skated past. In, it was like, a red parachute for all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was like a giant, like, banner billboard. <laughs> We're like, no, I'm okay. It's going to, yeah. Yeah, and then Rob's like, no, 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 this maybe isn't Let me okay. explain why th- this is not the romantic hero for you. Yeah. We uh, maybe needed that, except I feel like, you know, my childhood innocence was lost a little a bit. Little, like, yeah. you know, I just want to enjoy my trashy romance some of in these, peace. Yeah. Some of these books, when we we revisit them, I feel like a lot of the first glimmer of, oh, I love this book. It's like, what a great reading experience. I can get lost in the world. You lose that on the second read. And that's yeah. what happened with Twilight. Yeah, I feel like you lose a lot of it, too, when you read more. The more you read, the more kind of, like, aggressive you are in your first opinion of it. Yeah, that's true. Because I can I can fucking tell you, some of these books that I read in, like, early 2000s, early 2010s, like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how my brain read that and was like, oh, I'm okay with all of these problems. And then gave it five stars. Yeah. <laughs> the audacity. But other fun things that happened in our podcast life. This first one you made happen. I still can't believe it happened. <laughs> I like I, I feel like that was a fever dream. Yeah. 100%. And it's still not real. No. And that was our email, I guess, conversation with Miss Sherwood Smith. Holy fuck. Like, how? I don't know. How did this woman talk to us? No idea. I have hives. <laughs> we like, had like two podcast episodes out at that point. I know. We were so, we, we didn't know what we were doing. Like, the audio was all jacked up. Yep. And I have I have tingles. I do too. I was I like, is that weird? Maybe I should keep like the tingles. Like, the hair is like standing up. <laughs> like, just. I, wow. Yeah. I feel like mine is a little bit of, um not secondhand embarrassment, but like. She believed in us. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she listened to like two whole episodes when we were just starting. She uh, she saw a diamond in the rough there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. So, yeah, that was probably the highlight capital on all the letters mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah. Um, That's going to be a highlight forever, though. I don't, yeah. I don't know that there's topping that. She was like the author from childhood for me. Yeah. Like, she's one of the top queens of the genre. And yeah. Yeah. Because I can't really think of anyone that could compete with her necessarily. Like for like clout and like yeah. titanness. Titanness. It felt right. I No, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's right. Yeah. Like one of those like Goliaths on the mm-hmm. horizon. Yeah. Wow. So again, thank you, Miss Smith. That mm-hmm. was will forever live in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, the second one was also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss Grace Draven, who wrote a bunch of the books that we've talked about on the pod. Yeah, The Undying King, uh-huh, Master uh, of Crows. And also Entreat Me. Yep. I read that. Yeah. She liked one of our Instagram posts, and I had to read it like 15 times before I understood exactly what was happening, and then I proceeded to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Because it's one of those things that like... This person that doesn't know me, but I know them, has recognized me in the crowd of fans. Like, (sighs) (laughs) that that sound perfectly describes how, yeah, we feel. It kind of makes me, like, terrified, though. Like, yeah, a little bit. But (sighs) I also feel the same way when we get reader recommendations. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Taylor. 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 For your excellent recommendations. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just love hearing that people are also reading stuff that we're reading yeah. and have because i feel like she came at the right time too when we were in that like we had probably like five seven episodes out in it's kind of in that like mm. is this the right thing to be doing right yeah. now yeah. and then she's like i love you guys i have the same taste and i'm like we're doing something good <laughs> we will prevail <laughs> it was a good little uh like you know confidence boost yeah we it, needed that you, yeah. you kept us going taylor yep yeah at the right time <sighs> And then having Rob on to do Twilight was just... That also helped kind of spike us forward a little bit more. It did too. Yeah. Because that was a lot of episodes. Yeah, we did. Because we did the movie and we did... Mm -hmm. We did the book and that's a chunky book. Yeah. And I don't know. It was probably because we were were recording for like... Extra words. Um, We were recording for like six hours that day, weren't we? That was a whole... (laughs) We recorded so long we had to order food at the end. (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. (laughs) Because that was that was a long day. Like, you know those days that you remember that take like a week, but yeah. it, it was only 17-hour mm-hmm. period? That that was that day because that was the longest day of my life. <laughs> that Well, we were also drinking the horrendous liquor. Yeah. Yeah. And what was more insulting about that was we were using the little Disney princess <laughs> shot glasses. Like, I had You're welcome. <laughs> bell like <laughs> laughing at me every time i had to consume this fucking horror you know liquor from hell it's <sighs> magnificent though yeah we've had some pretty epic drinking episodes we did i just feel like i need to apologize to people who still listen to those episodes oh god <laughs> yeah i know it was better for us than it was probably for you to uh-huh. listen to but it was fun to do yeah <laughs> maybe we'll revisit that in the future yeah yeah just not for the immediate no uh, we need future. a breather yeah yeah that's just a lot <laughs> but yeah so that's a that's a year of podcast lessons and mm-hmm. good things that happened and mm-hmm. I liked it. So let's talk about the best of the best. Well, this is the best of what we read in a year. That's true. 
let's not go too far here. Because <laughs> there was some uh, not so good ones that we read this year. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So best book. And we have a few listed on here. Yeah. And they're all a little different. Mm-hmm. I feel like none of these are going to come as a surprise to anyone. I don't think so. Because that's what's interesting, too, is they're all ones that we've talked about outside of their episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's like ones we've come back to is like comparisons or foils. That something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some literary device of some sort. <laughs> um, well... Hot take here. Mm-hmm. I think Daughter of the Forest is probably sitting at the top, if not the top. Now, I would say so. Just because it has everything. It does. And it's like, it's one of those books that is not an easy read. And it's not necessarily a fun read. But it's one of those books that like stays with you because it's so well written. Mm-hmm. And like, the story is just like, so emotionally like... but it's good and like satisfying. So it's one of those just like, that's the book. Yeah. (laughs) So, and we have other categories too, like Mm -hmm. best heroine, best romantic lead, best writing style, world building, et cetera. And I feel like any of the books in the best book Mm -hmm. for our year is going to have other things, like other categories that they also fit. I could see that. Yeah. Um, But there's some other ones in the top. In mm-hmm. the top best book. Crown Duel, obviously. Because <laughs> that kind of feels like the um the like original text of fantasy the romance. The Bible of romance. Yeah, yeah. The like what everything else is kind of like a copy of almost. Yeah, because it came out in 97. Wow, what? I didn't know that. Right? I thought we talked about that one. I, I, I'm almost positive. Making, I don't know why that number's sticking in my head. But. I mean, probably, but... Holy fuck, because that was a year after I was born. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> yeah, there's a little reveal for you. Um, I am young and dumb. Uh, I'm not going to say the third <laughs> line of that, but <laughs> but that's crazy, because that really is kind of like the quintessential setup for like a romantic fantasy like relationship, for the development of it, for the heroine herself to, you know, have some self-doubt and then turn into someone that's capable of things and... <sighs> yeah i mean oh it's it's a toss-up i feel like they're two different books yeah though. and they're also different audience levels like daughter of the mm-hmm. forest is very clearly an adult book mm-hmm. and crown duel is ya that's so true maybe yeah. we can have it like two subcategories yeah. best ya is crown duel and best adult is daughter of the forest yeah i agree with that that's fair okay yeah, yeah. that's how you get two winners yep that's fine um and then the other ones that are like honorable mentions that's I how like. i would categorize it yeah uh half a soul i <sighs> for a book that's only like i think it's only like 230 yeah. pages it has captured my being. It's like, just <laughs> magical. Like the heroine is so different. Yeah. Love it. But in like a fun way. Like, because, oh, she's different. No, she's like weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Half a Soul is very similar to um, Extraordinary Extraordinary Attorney Woo. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Where, you loved that show. I did. I uh, could not her, watch that show. <laughs> that's fair. Her little whale moments. I just like, I don't know why that resonates with me, but I love them. But Half a Soul is kind of like similar. It's mm-hmm. like a fun, lighthearted, uh, makes you giggle, like makes you remember what you like about ro- like romantic it's like books. a fuzzy blanket yeah yeah something you should read when it's like snowing outside yeah yeah and then poison study is our last honorable mention and mm-hmm. that's i don't know it's got like that the dynamic between the hero and the heroine is really classic enemies mm-hmm. to lovers with some good romantic tension the heroine is always like on the brink of something mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's one of those that you always forget about until you like see it again and you're like that was a good book mm-hmm. but it's not one that's maybe as like out there and loud and proud as maybe other ones yeah um but it's one of those like solid yeah like, like you can't go wrong if you yeah. like romanticy you will like that book mm-hmm. and if you don't like it there's something wrong with you you can come talk to us <laughs> aggressive sometimes but it comes out of nowhere like (laughs) (laughs) but um because there's also other ones in that like series that are pretty good because i think 
I read Magic Study too, and I thought oh, that one was yeah. good. Uh, there's like the glass healer. one, the healer one. There's yeah. a bunch in that world that she made mm-hmm. that, that are all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you could binge read that author and be fine yeah. for probably a couple weeks. Yeah, because it's like those solid ones that you like forget you read about, and you're like, yeah, those are good. Because mm-hmm. the healer one is the same way. The magic one is the same way. Like I know I've read them, and I probably couldn't tell you about them, but I enjoyed them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like Poison Study as her first is more yeah. memorable the char- the heroines more developed mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that speaking of heroines interesting that our two nominees for best heroine are not on the best book list that is interesting because hmm. i feel like we had a lot like a lot of requirements for best heroine you know we're reading our script like we haven't seen it before <laughs> This is like a surprise to us, too. But it's like, it's like these, uh, we just kind of word vomited our script out, yeah. like right before we started recording. And so we didn't really think about what we were putting on here. Nope. But now that we're looking at it in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what I meant by a hot mess of an episode. It's fine. <laughs> but these are so, so like best heroine, I think quintessential definition of heroine is Katza from Graceling. Obviously. Yeah. And thank you, Taylor, because she was the one who got us to read that one. That is true. Yeah. Because it's like the fantasy hair, kick-ass heroine. Like with the right like internal mechanisms, right thought processes for a kick-ass heroine. Yeah. Like I would argue Feyre does not have the right internal structure for a kick-ass heroine, yet mm-hmm. she pretends to be one. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because I feel like Poe and Reese are similar. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, emotionally mature romantic interest that, like, knows that they've gone through a lot and tries to help them. Mm-hmm. But Katza and Feyre are not the same. No, not even close. No. Like, I would trust Katza to take me across the mountain mm-hmm. in the heart of winter. Yeah. Right. Feyre, not so much. No. No. <laughs> Because, like, Katza is who you would, if you had, like, a daughter or, you know, a younger person in your life and they, you know, are getting into reading, this is the kind of person that you'd want them to have as, like, a role model, mm-hmm. which is a little bit weird because Katza, I feel like, needs to grow a lot during her book, but she does. Yeah. And, but it's, like, one of those, like, yeah. But where she needs to grow is not, like, morally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our heroines need some moral growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They are morally corrupt. Yeah. (laughs) A hundred percent. And it's interesting too, because like our second heroine that we have on this list is like so different from Katza. Yeah. Like not the opposite, but like almost. Her strength is like internal though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Katza is like strong on the outside and she's strong on the inside too, but in a different way. Because who's our second best heroine? Martise from Master of Crows. Yeah. Because she's like... um, very sure of herself, very like strong on the inside and isn't so like, you know, outgoing and like aggressive or like, uh, what's the word when something doesn't feel nice? Um, there's lots of words like that. Like texture. It starts with an A. <laughs> not adhesive. <laughs> That's not the word I'm looking for. Abrasive. Yeah. Abrasive. She's not abrasive, but she has that like inner strength that kind of gives her a little bit of a glow. Yeah. She's, I, I feel like our, like, introverts would relate to Martise more. Yeah. That's how this category is. Introverts it, and extroverts. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're, like, a hard-charging, fiery, spunky type, Katz is your girl. And if you're a little bit more quiet, reserved, yet introverted, that's Martise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they both kind of have uh, the full profile of what you'd want in a female heroine lead. Because mm-hmm. um, some books, like, the heroine is just a little bit too, like, bland yeah boring Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i get that some of these characters are written that way to be like a self-insert so that the reader can kind of see themselves in the story but both of those are done in the first person aren't they i'm not sure about master of crows don't maybe not but i almost feel like master of crows was but still like they have personality but you don't see yourself not as that character yeah does that make sense nope i Totally agree. Yeah. They have something, uh, a lesson for anyone to learn that is riding a female heroine, I feel like. Or really any kind of hero, frankly. Yeah. But the next category is very fun. Mm-hmm. Best romantic lead. Oh, the first one should not be yeah, a surprise. Come on, breathe, obviously. <laughs> like the glove scene where he like takes it off finger by finger to reveal the ring. like, And he saves her by throwing a knife at like the person who's about to torture her. Like, Yep. Yeah. My mans knows how to do romantic tension. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because he's just like the quintessential, like what you want from. It helps a- that he's blonde. It looks, <laughs> that's like, true. looks like Legolas. So. <sighs> that's very, very true. Um, yeah, but he's like what you want from a romantic lead. Trust the heroine to do, you know, what she can and like trust in her abilities, but also is going to give her a little like shove in the right direction. I feel like what is super impactful about Savrayeth is that fact that he trusts Mel even when he's given evidence not to. Yeah. At the very end. And he like, he's like, all right, I'm going to fuck myself if I'm not right here. <laughs> but uh, I love her. I trust her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just assume that she's got good intent. And of course it plays out well. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. But that's what you want out of a good romantic lead. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the times they books rely on that miscommunication, mm-hmm. like mistrust. But at no point is Shavreth like, Doubtful. He never wavers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <We're>, Goodbye. <laughs> really <laughs> want to like reread Ground Duel again. I know. Okay. Yeah. And in that same cutie pie vein, I don't remember this man's name. Uh, we just remember what we called him. Yeah. The little bunny of a sorcier um, from Half a Soul. The love interest in that book. Because he has the same kind of like, he doesn't doubt her necessarily, but he's kind of like, who the fuck is this lady? But then as soon as she like has established herself, he's like, yeah, that's my woman. You know, that's my lady. And that's, and he just trusts her in everything good. And he's funny and snarky and a little bit grumpy and it's delightful. <laughs> he's, he's snarky and a little, um, angry at the world yeah without being angry at her mm. that turned out a lot like deeper than i was first expecting that to be yeah because i feel like a lot of the times the like morally gray romance lead is a dick in a not nice way mm-hmm. like i don't like this person but he was written in such a way that it's like you understand why he's a little bit like bitter and angry, but he's not bitter and angry in like an asshole way. It was well done. Yeah. Surprisingly. I agree. It was Mm -hmm. a surprise on that one. Yeah. And I also feel like this list is going from very pure and happy to not so happy. We had had to throw in (laughs) something that's a little bit darker for our more adult audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, Silhara from Master of Crows. Because we do need a morally gray character. Because that is such a popular like character type, popular genre within the books that we read. And we need one done well. And so Hara mm-hmm. is a good example of that. Yeah. And I feel like, too, uh, he doesn't shift in the story into someone that is, like, pure and respected and, you know, like, a good guy. Like, that's not part of his story arc. He's pretty, like, consistent in his character the whole time. Which I think is also important because I feel like sometimes writers feel the need to give the romance interest like a redemption arc. Yeah. Morally gray. And that's frustrating because then it's just a different character. Yeah. It's like they're not morally gray anymore. No, not at all. (laughs) It's like just make them keep them a bad guy and just, you know, that's who he is. (laughs) And that's still horror. He's like a bad guy the whole time. (laughs) Except like he's a bad guy, but he's got good intentions. Uh, Yeah. Because like like, he, he wants to save the world. But he, like, doesn't. He, like, wants to save the world, like, out of spite, almost. Like, (laughs) I fucking guess I'll save the world. Like, I'm kind of irritated about it, but, like, sure. Because I feel like uh, Martise kind of, like, nags him into saving the world. She's like, no, you don't get to just pout in this, like, evil, you know, apocalypse land. Like, you need to do something good. And he's like, God, fucking fine. Like, I guess I will help. (laughs) Yeah. I respect that. Because, I mean, like, Reese is described as morally gray but everything he does is like good guy he is the (laughs) he is the best guy yeah so it's like i don't know i appreciate an actually morally gray character who's morally gray the whole time yeah because he stabs a dude in the hand on a picnic table like just because he didn't like what he said like that's pretty gray (laughs) and that's like well into the book too yeah (laughs) uh yeah man's is not having any kind of redemption arc except he he does but he like is resentful about it he doesn't like it (laughs) oh man and then lastly, we have our honorable mentions as a whole. And these are all books from Picks of the Week. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about this and we're like, I swear we read like a way more books. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, why do we only have like 12 or 13 to pick from? And it's Oh, because we-, we also did a second book every single week for almost the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. So our honorable mentions are all books that either Katie read um, or I read. And then we each ended up reading it subsequent to the Pick of the Week mm-hmm. episode. Like a... 
um, you described that well. I'm also going to read yeah. this. <laughs> Which it, this happened more often than not. Surprisingly, because when we were actually going through that list, I'm like, there's a lot of these that I read because like Jordan was talking about them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so the first one, I think, was The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one surprised me because you described it I'm like, oh, I might like it. And then I read the whole thing in like a day. I was surprised you liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not. <laughs> I was describing it and I'm like, there's no way this is Jordan's wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I liked it so much. I ended up reading um, like two other books by her. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't get through The Daughter of No Words. It was a little too. Ugh, yeah. I tried with that one too. There's too much. Yeah. But there was like, I think it's The Crowns of Neaxia or Naxia thing is oh, her series. Yeah. There's a novella in that one. I think mm-hmm. we already talked about it on a Pick of the Week episode. That's also super good and very easy to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so. so that was a surprising one because it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Like yeah. nobody was really talking about it and then then like, it exploded on yeah everything. but then it, it died really fast too and it's like this is way better than fourth wing like a hundred <laughs> times like what a second <laughs> exactly because that didn't make it on to good restress awards did it uh it might it might have already been out too last year let me check because i'm actually curious at this point and um, while you're checking yeah. on that one um Belladonna is another honorable mention. And this is a tough one because we didn't really love the heroine a whole bunch. No. She's kind of bland. Yeah. But it's really easy to read. Yeah. Like the premise is super interesting. The hero is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one that like, I think I read it and then you read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just easy. Yeah. It was a quintessential fantasy romance. Um, didn't really need to think about it too yeah. hard. <laughs> it's, it's like a low, low investment. Yeah. You just pick it up, read yeah. it, you'll finish it. Uh, but you were right. The Serpent and the Wings of Night wasn't on any kind of uh, awards list. And it came out in 2022. So it might have been like a nominee, but it didn't win. Oh, which is crazy because it was really good. Yeah, that one definitely needs to be like on everyone's top 10 list. Yeah, because I was bummed out that Belladonna, the second one, wasn't good. Yeah, we we didn't really give it a fair shot. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like the first one was just so strong. And was, I know the sequel always ends up being like a little bit less strong, but the first one was so good. There was just nowhere <laughs> else to go. Yeah. Like she could have gone with the cousin storyline and mm-hmm. didn't, as far as I know. Yeah, that's surprising because it's one of those ones that pick a different character in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I don't normally say that, but this one needed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but another honorable mention, because this one you read first, and then I took my sweet time, and then I read it, and I'm it, like, why the fuck did you I wait? destroyed it. <laughs> I like, did. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, Divine Rivals mm-hmm, by Rebecca Ross. Because it's crazy, too, because she has a couple of other books that are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a River Enchanted. Which I haven't read that one. Um, it's like a Scotland, oh. uh, like, have to team up to solve a mystery kind of thing. Interesting. Of missing children. It's pretty good. But it's like... I didn't know she was such a good writer. <laughs> yeah, she's just good. Mm-hmm. Like the story line is well developed. The characters are, are decent. I wouldn't say it's very engrossing. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's another like easy to pick up and read and forget. Yeah. But the second book for Divine Rivals is out, I think, recently. Yeah. I think it's out now. Yeah. Wherever you buy books. Which is probably Amazon <laughs> for most people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the last one. Oh my gosh, you you got me on this last one. I did not want to like it. Nope. And, no, you did not. And then I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought three more books by this author. Um, <sighs> Love theoretically by oh Allie Hazelwood. Oh my god, contemporary <laughs> modern Hallmark romance for the win. I because that's what's wild is I think Allie Hazelwood books her first one, The Love Hypothesis. That was the first modern romance I had ever, 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 <laughs> I have ever read. And I don't really think I've read many after it, um, but I loved these books. I've read them like four times now. It's They're just so good. Yeah. The and dialogue between the, ugh. Ah, and they're cute and like you're invested and you're like, ah. and all the guys are hot in it. I like, know. That's <laughs> not what's, fair. What's, what's not to like about those books? Oh, and they're all smart. I think that's the other thing, the like sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Because I respect smart people and all of the people in her book are, you know, physicists of some sort. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's a very good honorable mention. Anything by Allie Hazelwood, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wrote a YA book. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I don't want to read it. I don't either. Because YA and Allie Hazelwood, like those feel like uh, antithesis terms of each other. Yeah. And I feel like I, I read YA or New A uh, because the adult fiction sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's if there's adult fiction out by a good author, I'm going to read yeah. that before I read their <laughs> YA option. Uh, a correct Yes. 
Um, and then finally, we're going to wrap up with your top three and my top two plus a K-drama. Cause oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm like, why do you only got two on there? Because um, you got good books. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I also She's have the hiccups. I'm so sorry. Really? It's constant. Um, so my first pick is uh, One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig. And I know... I read it. Yeah. And you didn't love it. I... Well, I finished it. So that says a lot. Yeah, that does. (laughs) Honestly. I was kind of let down by the development of the character relationships. That's fair. Uh, But I thought the premise was super interesting. Mm -hmm. I love the cards. Yeah. Because that's kind of what got me too. And my partner actually read this one after I described it to him. And he loved it as well. But it's just like a fun kind of like novel concept, Mm -hmm. which you don't get in fantasy or romanticy. Ever. At all. No. <laughs> so it was fun to, it was like a, ooh. Mm-hmm. and I also am, you know, a spooky love astrology <laughs> and tarot cards. So it was right up my alley. <laughs> and then my second one is a reread. So Sorcery of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. Um, I read this book in like 20 something, something, um, but it's so good. It's like a quintessential YA fantasy. It's books. They're like librarians that fight bad guys. Like, Oh, I remember you talking about this one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, sign me the fuck up, man. <laughs> and then this I one. I cannot believe this one is <laughs> on your top three list. I am, I am annoyed. <laughs> I have to caveat this. So the only reason, only reason this is on my top three is because I can't stop thinking about it and I can't wait for the next one to come out. And I, I, I yeah, it's the Hurricane oh Wars by Theo. <laughs> I just, I'm embarrassed and I've never talked so much shit about a book that I then um, can't stop thinking about, but it's it's on there. It it did something to my brain chemistry, oh my and so I'm very impatiently waiting. I refuse because I don't want to be converted. <laughs> that, but it's one of those that you're kind of mad about it, but you're also like, mm, you got me. That was a good one. I now give it, me the second book. <laughs> I'm also curious if it will work on me. Like I am because it's got a lot to uh, like hurdle over. That's not the right word, but we'll go with that. I know <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> there is obstacles in the path of you liking it. Hmm. I kind of want you to try, but uh, but I also don't want you to spend fourteen ninety nine buying it. Uh, not like I have it. a library card. I'll order it. That's I'll fair. I'll read it eventually. Yeah, yeah. The Hurricane Wars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, God. None of Jordan's picks are quite as controversial, though. I am interested to see you defend the second one. Um, what? Just because it's technically monster romance. Oh my God. Not even close. <laughs> Jesus. Why did you have to put it that way? Teed you up now. Go ahead. Rude. All right. Well, I guess I'll lead with that one. Uh, so The Hanging City by Charlie Holmberg. Yes, I guess it's technically a monster romance <laughs> because the dude is like a troll, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, that he is. Like a big troll. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I just, I loved it because it was one of those, it's one of the few books I've read this year that I started and could not put down. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's written well. It flows well. The storyline is interesting. The heroine is strong without being like in your face. Mm -hmm. And she's also willing to like take a step back. Yeah. Because she has to, because she's surrounded by nine foot trolls. Um, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Like, I will crush you if you don't get out of my way kind of thing. (laughs) So, so yeah, definitely. It's a monster romance. But, yes, it's on my top three. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And the another one is A Girl Called Samson, which is definitely not fantasy. It's romance to an extent, but it's mostly historical. It's Mm. the Revolutionary War, Girl Scouts as a Boy trope thing. If you're into that, like I am, Mm -hmm. it was great. And... The historical setting is super interesting, too. Nice. And it's Amy Harmon. She's a fantastic author. Like, her writing style is just very good. Mm. So, you can't really go wrong. Fair. Um, And instead of talking about a K-drama, I'll talk about... Since you did Sorcery of Thorns and you've already read that one, uh I'm going to put this book out here in the hopes that one day you'll listen to me and read it. (laughs) Is this Blade Dancer again? It's Blade Dancer. (laughs) I knew it. You'll love this too because it's technically also a monster romance because they're aliens. <laughs> I don't know what is so satisfying about Jordan liking monster romance, but it's it not, is so sickeningly it's science like science fiction. It's aliens. It's not the same. I, but they are blue and giant. <laughs> I beg to differ. 
Oh, I feel like you need to also read, what is it? Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh my God. Please, please. That's a book? Yes. Oh, have you, have you not seen this? No. Okay, so it's monster smut, um, but everyone on Book Talk talks about it. And it's one of those books that you know is not good, but you're like, I read it. And it's <laughs> everyone has read it. So I feel like it's kind of like right up your alley with this whole like blue monster oh thing. So please, I just, and then polo me as Maybe you're season reading two. it. Season two. We'll see. We'll just fully Jordan. Uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh I, I don't think I can even have that on my Kindle. Please. We will just bully Jordan oh into reading God. this book. Fine. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Monster romance. Who would have thought? <laughs> Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. No, you're no. not. Okay. <sighs> well, that's a season two hint. We'll just bully Jordan until she so reads a, it. Yeah, a few things. Um, we're going to do more K-dramas in season two. That we are. A lot. Because they're so good. I know. And the one I hope that we do, because I don't want to commit to anything, because we have done that in the past and uh, <laughs> have bypassed that completely. But the one that I hope that we're going to do has like a fucking hardcore Oh, no, we heroine. are doing that one. We have to. We're doing that one. Uh, if you want to get ahead, because they are they're very long. long. And there's two seasons. Uh, no, I think they broke it into two parts when they first released it. Oh. But it's 16 episodes total. Oh, okay. Um, it's The Glory. It's on Netflix amazing yes but i will say um not a trigger necessarily oh but kind of yeah it is very graphic um a graphic yes and then also it features um really horrific uh childhood bullying mm-hmm. um and a little bit of suicidal tendencies so if that's not your cup of tea totally understand but um it is incredible it is and it's one of those like uh the people get what's coming to them and yeah. you're just like and there's yeah. no there's no guilt like the, no no none. it's fantastic <laughs> i waited so long to watch the show because i'm like i don't think there's gonna be enough in there for to keep me going because yeah. i like my k-dramas to be more like romance driven sweet and romantic and cute and yeah. long looks at each other and that is not the glory it is not the glory <laughs> but there is a satisfying romance line in it for people like me who need that it's there yeah but it's yeah that's what i love about this romance too is that he is a good guy and then he's like he sees the bad in the world and he's like fuck that yeah and then turns into a very like morally questionable person and it's just that like yeah (laughs) oh gosh i love it start watching the glory so you can uh, listen along with us yeah it's phenomenal yes and then we are also going to do, we're, we're just going to do more movies, more TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, a little Jane Austen, mm-hmm. a little Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Rob is coming back Woo-hoo-hoo. for a group read. Yep. And then we're going to force him to read teenage silliness. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yes. And then lastly, we're going to kick off season two with probably another queen of the genre, I mm-hmm. would say. A hundred percent. Like this is the genre. Like right <laughs> next door to Sherwood Smith. Yes. Tamora Pierce. It's happening. Yeah. This is like a childhood revisit, I think, for everyone. But you haven't read the series that we're going to do. No, I've read a couple. I think I've read quite a few, actually, Mm -hmm. Tamora Pierce books, but not the ones that we're reading. Yeah. And you have read them? I have read them. It's my favorite, but it's also got some pretty big red flags in there. Like, I don't know that it would get published today. Ooh. Yeah. I'm actually excited to talk about it. (laughs) You're like, no, 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 no. I'm a little worried. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, but yeah. yeah, so season two hints right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a little treat, <laughs> just a little nom nom for everyone listening. <sighs> so like looking at these, it's just embarrassing because it's all of my like brain just stopped working and words came out. And that's what it is because we were going over episode titles. <laughs> <laughs> In case you wanted uh, just to revisit all of the wonderful moments we had this year yeah and you can tell the ones that you said like are quotes from you because they're coherent (laughs) (laughs) yeah the ones that are like what the fuck those are mine (laughs) but they're magnificent do you want to start sure (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) uh we're starting with like most recent to oldest yes here we go season pass to that ass (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I can't say Ooh. these. Uh, 
which is actually a very good fanfic. Let me just like we'll plug that really quick. Um, Reese is a simp for Feyre. I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> simp is not a fun word. No, it's not. Um, Sarah, you saucy dog. Shocked, petrified, fearful. Oh my god. I had to pick some other hoe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's funny the ones that you get that I said because it's just outrageous yeah. coming out of your mouth. <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, haberdash and a grain of rice. I love that one. That's so, that, like it feels comforting to me. <laughs> Probably because haberdash has nothing to do with food. But I am not a furry. <laughs> I still don't know the context of that one. I I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Either. I don't want to know this one. I don't want to say. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is a memorable one. <sighs> Rearranging guts is metaphorically fine. <laughs> that hurt me. That, that hurt me a little too. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey for YA. Uh, life giver, also clean giver. Fucking weird episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, more bang for your buck. I have a boner for this cover. <laughs> uh, we got some glue to make. Everyone is sus and fall. Falada. Falada is a talking horse. When the plot hole is actually a plot tunnel. Uh, debugging the hotel room was weirdly hot. It was. Oh <laughs> it my was. god. So hot. I need to rewatch that episode. <laughs> god. <sighs> Existential bread. Two dead bodies on aisle five. It felt appropriate leaving my mouth. Fire festival is a federal <laughs> holiday. God forbid we take a carriage ride in the rain. My little Benny of a sorcier. I, why do I have to say the next one? <laughs> This is a Rob Crow. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> How did you record this, Katie? Uh, um. <laughs> you can do it. Okay, let me breathe. <laughs> All right, hold on. Vampires ejaculate like a shotgun loaded with one carat diamonds. <laughs> she did it. I didn't want to. <sighs> the panopticon. The panopticon. <laughs> um, exacerbate. Exacerbate, which I apparently hate... doesn't have a T. See, I'm still confused because it sounds like it has a T. Exacerbate. It doesn't. <laughs> Abercrombie models who aren't like other kids. Daddy issues. <laughs> Dolphins are whales too. They are though. Um, we're still on the escalator to hell. I'm tired of words. I'm still going to call her Unag. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> Welcome to the bow train. Choo-choo! <laughs> it's like a parachute around their head. Um, If anyone can tell me what this is about, like I'm really... <laughs> we, we don't remember what episode. I, I don't know. <sighs> we did go deeper. We can go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh? <laughs> we want conflict, goddammit. Cue the Pantene commercial wind effect. <laughs> Aldari gets a poppet. Scary Gumby. We'd rather read the fan fiction. Yada yada, shit happens. Stay tuned for book two. <laughs> Not all compasses point north and weird other gin shit. Unfortunately, I find you boring. <laughs> that goddamn floppy hat. Can we talk about the hair? But I don't want to be special. And that's not a way to end a heroin episode. I know. <laughs> but I don't want to be special. <sighs> that well, was fun. It was. That was more fun than I thought that was going to be. Mostly because I'm a little bit embarrassed, but it's okay. I can't believe I said what I said. <laughs> I'm crying. I am so happy that the powers that be divided this list in such a way that you would have to say ejaculate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I feel like season two is going to have just as many bad ones. Hopefully worse. <laughs> what? I hope it's worse. Just for entertainment value alone. <sighs> That's fair. Um, from our shelf to yours for the very last time this year. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> we'll see you on the next page. 